Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. That's right. It is patent stew today for Glenn. Uh, let me tell you about Grip6. I've been talking to you for a while about Grip6. They make amazing belts, wallets, and socks, all in America, out of uh, only American materials. Well, now they're introducing a new product, Bird Pickleball Paddles. I'm excited. I've got one of these ordered already. Uh, whether you're an avid player or new to the game entirely, you're going to love these paddles. They're designed to up your pickleball game and bring some joy to your summer uh, it, they're really cool. They're carbon fiber. They're uh, engineered for maximum spin with a focus on durability and rigidity. If uh, if you haven't played pickleball yet, it's fun. It's just a freaking fun game to play. And they've got the classic design. They so, they've also got the ergonomic version to lessen the strain on your elbow and joints. So players of all skill levels can have a competitive chance. Don't miss the early bird special, which has a limited numbered set of first edition paddles up to $70 off right now. They come with a lifetime guarantee, plus an exclusive paddle deal with lifetime warranty and free future upgrades. Mother's Day and Father's Day are coming up. Great gift right here. Support American manufacturing and upgrade your pickleball game with Bird Pickleball. Head to Grip6.com or BirdPickleball.com. BirdPickleball.com. Tara Reed. Oh, by the way, welcome. It's Pat and Stu today for Glenn, uh, who's not in today. Hopefully, be back tomorrow. Uh, Tara Reed had some interesting things to say about Joe Biden. Um, we'll get into that. Joe Biden's got some interesting things to say about a lot of stuff. Uh, share that with you as well. Coming up, and it'll start in sixty seconds. Terry wrote in about her dog's experience with Rough Greens. She writes, My two dogs have been on Rough Greens for four months. I no longer have to give Tilly an allergy pill that she previously needed, and I stopped a probiotic I was using because Rough Greens already has it. And Tucker, who has wasn't eating much at all, now has a great appetite. Thank you, Rough Greens. Is that what Tucker Carlson's doing now? He's eating Rough Greens. Wow. Yes. I mean, it's mm-hmm. been, it's yeah. been a, a big change. Mm-hmm. Uh, thanks for writing in, Terry. Uh, dog food is dead food. Everybody knows that. Nutrition isn't brown. It's green. Fortunately, naturopathic doctor Dennis Black invented the solution. It's Rough Greens. Rough Greens isn't a dog food. It's a supplement you sprinkle on the food, and it's full of vitamins and minerals, probiotics, and antioxidants, things that are going to make your dog healthy and happy. Most dogs love Rough Greens right off the bat. Let's, uh, let, let, let Rough Greens boost your dog's food back to life. They have a special deal going on right now at roughgreens.com slash Beck. Get your first bag free. It's right free. All you do is pay shipping. Go to roughgreens.com slash Beck. 
or call 833-GLEN-33. It's ruffgreens.com slash back or 833-GLEN-33. Call today. Um, Biden accuser, Tara Reid. Now, she, she claims that Biden pushed her up against a wall and sexually assaulted her. Uh, and, and had a, a contemporaneous witness, we should note. At the time, he she told someone at the time it happened. Right. Mm-hmm. So which kind of lends it some credibility. Well, it it's the ultimate credibility to every case against uh, every other every case. other guy. Yes. Right. Like that's yeah. what that's the the whole game. Yes. Uh, well, this week on social media, she said that if something happened to her, she's not suicidal, and all roads lead to Joe Biden. So she's apparently a little nervous. <laughs> about uh, where she stands with the supposedly most powerful man on earth. Um, Reid alleged during the, uh, of course, 2020 presidential election that in 1993, then-Senator Biden forced himself on her uh, while she was a staffer in a deserted hallway of a Senate building and uh, and sexually assaulted her. Um, She said... I want to make something clear. If something happens to me, all roads lead to Joe Biden. Joe Biden and DNC political machine threats, bullying, and intimidation over the last three years will not work. I am not suicidal. I should not be under investigation, nor am I a foreign agent. I'm a private citizen. I was a former staffer of Joe Biden's that was chosen to step forward to tell the truth. That has chosen. She wasn't chosen by somebody. She chose. The tactics use using intimidation and bullying to silence me and suppress me using DOJ and FBI and social media will not work. Leave me alone. I didn't realize she was being hassled this way or intimidated. Uh, hadn't read that in the past. She's had all sorts of problems. <laughs> I know Glenn did a podcast with her um, not too long ago. Uh, well, it was a little while. I think, uh, let's see. Well, the, in, the title of the podcast on YouTube is We'll Effing Destroy You, Tara Reid Punished for Exposing Biden. So I think okay. she's been talking about yeah, this a little okay. for a while now. Yeah, she has. Uh, if you want to check that out, it is available on YouTube for everybody. Um, you know, look, it's really hard to go back multiple decades to litigate mm-hmm. one of these situations. It is, yeah. It, it does. It's re- impossible to prove. It's impossible to prove. We're seeing this with E. Jean Carroll right now, right? Like, you know... I don't know. What did something happen with her and and Donald Trump? I don't think so. Mm. But how would we mm-hmm. know? It was thirty years ago, right? And, it, and how would you know? Um, but I will say that uh, if you look at the hypocrisy of the situation from the left and the media, who constantly tell us we should either believe all women. I guess they've backed off of that one a little bit. They haven't, they haven't been saying that quite as often. But that was their initial pitch: just believe women. Whenever they whatever a woman trust them by their genitals, if they yep. happen to have a certain type, uh, then believe them. Now, of course, they don't have to have that type to be a woman, and uh, mm-hmm. you should also believe them, I guess. But uh, unless they, of course, commit a mass shooting as a transgendered person, then they're not transgendered. That then they were lying the entire time. <laughs> I don't know their rules anymore. I've lost track of them. But well, it, they make them up as they go. That is, what and they do. so you never really know what the rules are. Uh, it depends on the circumstance. It depends on what benefits you know? them at that moment. That's that what is it depends the on. fundamental principle at play. 
Yep. What benefits them at this moment to 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 entertain Tara Reid's claims do not benefit them at this moment. Now, there may be a time mm-hmm. in the future they may decide, you know what? We don't want Joe Biden anymore. We want Gavin Newsom. We want Joe Biden to lose. Then they will take Tara Reid's claim seriously. Yep. That's when that will happen. It's what happened. With and Bill it'll Clinton. just come up like out of the blue. Like they just realized. Yeah. Oh, wait. Tara Reid claims that she was sexually assaulted by Joe Biden. We should look into that. We should. Of course. It's very serious. It's what happened basically with with Bill Clinton. Right. Mm-hmm. Bill Clinton was the darling. They ignored all the very credible accusations against him for years and years and years and years and years. They blew it all off. It was right wing conspiracy back then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, the 2016 <clears throat> election happens. They have no longer have a use for Hillary Clinton. Mm-hmm. She's gone. The Me Too thing is the thing they want to push at this time. So then they decide to, you know, toss Bill Clinton aside largely. And that's basically yep. what's happened. Yep. You know, now he's no longer. Yeah, he's uh, not protected like he once was. Nope. Not he, at all. No longer useful. Wow. Um. Also, Biden, apparently, his speechwriters have decided that it's time for him to start addressing his age in a funny way, mm. you know, and his mental acuity I mean, I already, in a funny way. I've already thought it was pretty funny, frankly. Did you? Yeah, it's, it's been hilarious at times, <laughs> uh, though also really disturbing at times. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, uh, because I'm not sure there's anything funnier than the leader of the free world being completely incompetent <laughs> i mean that's a scream to me when you start joking about that yourself uh that's really funny uh but the guy is gonna be 82 years old when the election rolls around and so i guess they they've decided that his approval rating is so low now that they should maybe start acknowledging it and then own it and i think they they believe that maybe that'll get people uh back in uh, or get him back in their good graces. I don't know. Even Democrats, I I think, are a little leery right now of him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the polling's certainly showing. That. I saw uh, among blacks, fifty five percent plan to vote for him. That's you see a, that stat? I mean, that's a horrific fifty five percent for a Democrat. It's usually in the nineties. Yeah. Now it wasn't even in the nineties for him. It was in the eighties before this. But that's still... But we've seen a major drop-off. Way below. Now, this is an ABC Washington Post poll, which is, uh, you should take as seriously as you take other polls. I mean, it's not yeah. like a crazy pollster or anything that's going to give you hard right-wing results. It is, I would say, a really bad poll for Biden in that yeah. it's not yeah. exactly in line with uh, with most of the other pollsters. It's much, much worse. That being said, it's yeah, still... Yeah, the 36% yeah, approval rating is way really under... Low. What is it, like 43% Yeah, 42-43 is usually yeah. where he is. Now, he's been in the 30s, and 36 is... You're bordering on that point where they start thinking, maybe we should run somebody else. I mean, I, yeah. I think that number is probably yeah. 30. You start seeing, uh, you start seeing um, approval ratings you know, in the high 20s. I will not be surprised mm. at all if somebody else big gets in the race. And I mean... You, You've seen the impact that RFK Jr. has had. You know, this is not yeah. a guy who's seen, he has no real campaign put together. He's just a guy who, you know, he's, he's obviously got a big media personality, but he's not a, a guy who has put together a serious campaign apparatus. And he's still showing up at 21, 22%. Yeah. That's a catastrophe for a sitting president. <laughs> That's bad. I, I, like if, yeah. if, you know, Gavin Newsom got in, maybe you'd expect that. But the poll that they that showed 
uh, Gavin Newsom, or excuse me, uh, RFK Jr. at 21 or 22%, the same poll had Ron DeSantis at lower than that. It wow. had it low, DeSantis at like 18. Jeez. So like the idea that RFK Jr. is making more inroads than Ron DeSantis, I don't think is actually accurate in the, in the long term. But, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. DeSantis hasn't even announced yet. There's a million asterisks to that. But we talk about DeSantis all the time. Mm-hmm. And RFK Jr. is not really seen as a major threat. If you put a guy like, you know, if it, you start seeing approval ratings in the 29, 28 area, you'll see potentially somebody like Gavin Newsom who really wants this. It's blatantly obvious this guy wants this job. And he doesn't want to wait, I don't think. I don't think he wants to wait. Until 2028. No. This, he thinks this is his time. And you know what? Usually, usually when you have that feeling, you better go for it. Mm-hmm. How many times have we seen mm-hmm. candidates be like, you know, I don't know. I'm going to wait four years. Bad idea. If, yeah. if what your goal is, is to uh, to become president of the United States, usually that's a failing strategy. I mean, Chris Christie's probably the perfect example of this. You go back to yeah. when he was first kind of <laughs> hitting the scene and everyone was talking about him and he was the hot thing on the conservative side. Yep. And then he's like, you know what? I'm going to wait. And then he waited, and he made no impact whatsoever. And he st- and we found out who he really was. Right. That's the, the problem. I mean, a lot of it is yeah. like, unfortunately, the people who get excited about you eventually learn who you are. <laughs> so <laughs> you better jump in now. And you know, look, if you don't think you can do the job, uh, you know, you, you shouldn't jump in. But if you believe you you'd be best person for the job, I'd understand why you'd want to jump in to the race if mm-hmm. you think you have a path to the presidency. The issue here, of course, you know, on the Republican side is you get so many people in there. I don't know that we learn anything. You know, I, I think you want to have a, yeah. a situation where, you know, look, Ron DeSantis hasn't been tested at this level. He's never run a national campaign like this. He hasn't been tested at this level. We need to see if he can handle the heat. I think he can, uh, you know, but who knows? Donald Trump, we obviously know what we have there. There's a bunch of other people who have jumped in. Mm-hmm. Um, which is who knows, but I think you know these polls are really, really bad. The one that I think is really notable, the part of that ABC poll, is the part where they're talking about mental acuity, mental sharpness. Yeah, thirty-two percent believe mental Joe Biden has the mental sharpness it takes to serve effectively as, as president. Which means thirty-two percent, sixty-eight percent do not. <laughs> incredible that's that's amazing that's incredible especially Mm -hmm. in this era of hyper partisanship where people basically will just click the button Mm -hmm. of their guy Mm -hmm. you know you don't normally see things like 32 percent for a candidate because you know 47 48 percent are going to vote for the democrat no matter who it is Mm -hmm. so the fact that only 32% believe he can actually do the job and a significant portion of Democrats will vote for him anyway is amazing. But I think perhaps the most amazing part about that is, you know, look, Donald Trump is by far, I think, the leader in the Republican primary, most likely to win the primary. He is 76 years old. He's not 60. Mm-hmm. He's not 55. He's 76. Joe Biden's 80. They're separate. They're the same era. They are four years separated. And what it tells you is that this is not about age. Donald Trump has a 22 point lead when it comes to the mental acuity standard. They say uh, 54% says Trump has the mental sharpness needed. Only 32% of Democrats. Remember, a large portion of that 54% 
despise Donald Trump with every fiber of their being. And they're still saying, mm-hmm. yeah, obviously he's sharper than Joe Biden right now. Obviously. This shows it's not about age. Yeah. It's about the fact that everyone has eyes and ears. Cognitively yeah. declined a lot. And it's not just you. It's not just me. It's not just everybody who nope. listens to conservative I mean, talk radio. Democrats, too. It. They notice it, too. They know what you we can't, know. You can't help but notice it now. You, you can't help but notice it. I mean, he's babbling. We'll play some audio in a minute uh, of him babbling about infrastructure, the debt limit, um, his poll numbers, and he just can't get through things. He just can't do it. And I think that it's finally starting to have an effect even on his base. Uh, we'll get to that coming up in one minute. It's Pat and Stu for Glenn today. Hopefully uh, Glenn will be back uh, tomorrow. Uh, Joe Biden on MSNBC uh, talking about the infrastructure uh, and so brilliantly. Hmm. He's, he's really good here. Mr. President, there is a lot we can cover, but I want to start with maybe your most ambitious um, agenda item, and that's your infrastructure plans. Yeah. This is something you have wanted to do for decades. Rebuild America, bring jobs Rebuild. back, mm-hmm. but it's going to take time to implement it. People haven't seen it. A year from now, what will Americans see? Well, they're going to see bridges that didn't exist before that were shut down. They're going to see, uh, for example, you're going to be able to get an Amtrak and instead of going through the tunnel in Baltimore at 30 miles an hour because nothing's been done under the Mm -hmm. Chesapeake Bay for under the the Baltimore River, uh, the Baltimore area Mm. for 80 years. They're going to be able to go to 100 100 miles an hour. Wow. We're going to, they're going to see more. We're going to see railroads going from Syracuse to down to, all the way down to New York, what? upstate New York. Anyway, uh, what? To, to, to the city. But my, I guess Wait. what I'm saying, what I think that we're going to see wow. is movement. How yeah, can we be still going the mm-hmm. most mm-hmm. successful economy in the world without the first-rate infrastructure? Uh, I think that. What you're going to see is uh, people in the Baltimore River, uh, the Chesap- the, Bal- the Baltimore, you know, the water that's around Baltimore. I don't know what it's called, <laughs> but something it's called. And a, a lot of things haven't been built under that water for a long time. Really? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> that's terrible. <laughs> you're kidding. You haven't built anything underneath the Chesapeake Bay for a while? Mm. Huh. I think well, it's time I, I to did, do that again. I, I should tell you, I do have a condo there. Um, <laughs> it really yeah. under the Chesapeake Bay. It is beautiful. I bet that's nice. It's beautiful, yeah. especially yeah. This, this time of this year. This time of year, it's, yeah. it's very, when the blood and the water just right. just, just curdles just enough for you to kind of cut through it and <laughs> and get down right get down to that front porch, which is really nice. <laughs> it's really I've been a, I mean, this is just this is embarrassing again. It is. People don't believe that he has the mental acuity to do this job. They also believe his physical health is terrible. He's 30 points behind Trump when it comes to the physical health wow. uh, poll. Well, people see him walk. And when you see him walking out to the helicopter or wherever he's going or walking up onto a stage, he tries to do that little trot thing where he moves his arms really fast so it looks like he's he's jogging. <laughs> That's exactly what he does. Yeah, he just moves his arms. Like We know you're not jogging. Okay, that's <laughs> stupid. Uh, that's right. Uh, and and he's lost every time he he gets off stage, unless Jill is there to guide him, or somebody comes up and guides him. He doesn't know where to go. He doesn't know what to do. 
He doesn't know where to turn. And you know they've told him over and over and over before the event. Okay, Mr. President, you're going to exit stage left and just walk down the stairs and we'll be there for you. And he turns the wrong way every time. I mean, you saw the card that they took the photos of and they gave the the question in advance from one of the reporters. One of the other cards had, uh, you know, an outline of who was there. And the first person on the list was you. Like... You like as in Joe Biden, it just said you on the on the card. Like he had to remember that he was there. Oh man! I mean, that is not that's, that's bizarre. That's not good. No. Um, you know, remember uh, Richard Lewis, the comedian? Yeah. Um, yeah, he was a yes. big guy in the eighties. He's I curb your enthusiasm to this day. Uh, but he just came out with a video where he talked about how he has Parkinson's, and he said the re- the way that he discovered it was he was his feet. He noticed his feet were shuffling when he was walking around. And obviously, I'm not saying that Joe Biden has Parkinson's. God forbid. I hope he does not. But like, mm. he has that mm. same vibe. Like mm. this, the walking when he walks from the you know uh, Marine One to to the press, he shuffles. He shuffles. He. It's yeah. not. It, I mean, it looks. It looks like there's a real problem there. It does. And I am not the only one who's noticing this. You're not hateful for noticing it. It does not mean that you dislike older people if you happen to notice it. It's fair for a citizen of a country to expect their leader to be coherent. That is a fair request. It's a fair standard. It's one that we should really? expect you our leaders to You don't to think hit. you're being a little too picky there? <laughs> no. I, no. Really? Okay. No. Right. I mean, obviously, in California, you have uh, Dianne Feinstein, who can't even mm-hmm. make it to work anymore. Right. Uh, you have other... It's sad. You know, it's just really sad. The whole... Situation is that John Fetterman, who's not old, obviously right. has is completely incompetent to do this job. The Democrats are built on people that have absolutely no ability to do their jobs, and when they do them, it's worse. I'd rather <laughs> have people who just go stay at home. The best senator in the Democratic side right now is Diane Feinstein, yeah, because she doesn't go up and she doesn't screw anything up. She just stays home. I hope she stays in office for a hundred years. The Glenn Beck Program. Hmm. This year for Mother's Day, why not give mom a gift that's going to keep on giving forever? I'm talking about the gift of memories, well-preserved, carefully saved memories that she'll always be able to appreciate. You have all these old you know, VHS tapes or camcorder tapes and photographs. You have a, probably a box or two of these things that are sitting around and you're never going to look at them. You're never going to see them again. Legacy Box gives you an opportunity to have them digitized so that they're preserved forever. All you have to do is put them in a box and they do everything by hand right here in the USA and you get back not only the originals of everything you send in, but also digital copies on a thumb drive or in the cloud. It's so simple, it'll practically seem like magic. Legacy Box is awesome. It's safe, it is easy, and it'll help you be the family historian. Uh, and as for mom, of course, we'll just help her remind her that, you know, you're, of course, the favorite of all of her children. For a limited time, go to LegacyBox.com slash Beck for their best Mother's Day sale ever. Buy today and you'll take advantage of 60% off Legacy Box. 60% off Legacy Box right now. Just send in when you're ready. Get the box, do the work, and then send it in. They get everything taken care of for you at LegacyBox.com slash Beck. It's LegacyBox.com slash Beck. Check out my show, Pat Gray Unleashed. Every weekday, 7 to 9, live Eastern, or anywhere and anytime you get your podcasts. It's Pat and Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck Program. 888-727-BECK. We were sharing some of the uh, Joe Biden interview on 
MSNBC the other day, and and uh, he spoke about the debt limit, which was brilliant. Um, other than the fact that just about every word out of his mouth was a complete lie. Uh, now, other that than important? that, it was really good. Is that important when you talk about the debt limit? It, it, Do you have yes. to say things that are true? Well, you should. Okay. I don't know that you have to, mm-hmm. but I'd prefer it. Okay. But I'm so this is just a personal like preference that. issue. It, basically, okay. yes. Uh, and here's how that went. You have a very strong economic recovery story to tell. Pause it for However, just a second if you wait, can. Well, hold on. What? He, you have a very strong economic recovery story to tell. Uh, now, uh, what, <laughs> what planet are we discussing? This is what, for Venus. Venus. Yeah, yes. that's true. Venus yeah, was in Venus, a really, really, they had a really tough time. COVID hit them yeah, hard. It did. And it killed everybody there. Yep. They're all not, gone now. Mm-hmm. So Every re- single Venetian is dead. <laughs> Every one oh, of them. Oh, really? Yeah, all of them. Is that what they're called? Yeah, Venetians. Venetians. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, economic recovery. What are you talking about? We've got rampant inflation. We've got, I guess, the employment numbers have been okay. Uh, if you're not a black person. Because uh, those numbers are really low. Uh, record lows, I believe. And uh, he's about to claim that they're incredibly high. <laughs> well... So- so are, do you have to say, is, is the difference between low and high important when you're talking? Somewhat. Is that, I'd say there's... As a linguist, Pat. Yeah. Is that something that is important? <laughs> I'm going to say yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. There's more. However, in less than four weeks, mm-hmm. the government's going to run out of money. And so many of these economic wins could fall by the wayside. What? Mm. As president, what? what are you going to do wins. to help us avoid default? Look. Look. Not a single solitary Congress has ever reneged on the debt. The debt is not a debt that I accumulated. The debt is not a debt that occurred over the last several years. It's 200 years, the debt. Mm-hmm. 200 years. The chunk and of it is the, the last couple of years, that though. we wouldn't pay our debt is just bizarre. It's estimated that yeah, if we didn't pay, pay the debt, we'd lose 750,000 jobs. We'd have a recession. It would be a disaster. Pause it for, again idea, for a second. I can't. You, you got to go through this piece by piece because the lies... It, there's nobody is nobody's suggesting we should renege on our debt. No. Who is saying, yeah, we need to default on our debt. And even if they did that, there are certain things that must be done even then. Even if they even if they did decide, yeah, we're going to go into default here, they still have to pay social security and Medicaid payments and payments interest on loans and all of those things constitutionally they still have to do some things. They, yeah, I mean they have to my understanding, kind of the way this is set up, is it's basically the last thing, right? They they mm-hmm. can't they can't right. There is we the debt cannot be questioned. Uh, and essential things mm-hmm. have to still happen. Essential things have to happen. All of the bells and whistles would stop, mm-hmm. but tons of other things would stop too before we got to defaulting on the debt. I mean, that's yes. just, I, chances of that happening to. are it's almost zero, basically zero. I mean, you yeah. should not be worried about it. So it's. It's not, it should not be something that anyone is worried about. And he's acting as if Republicans are suggesting it. Right. You like know the, what we should this do is their is default on the debt. Right. This is straight out policy. It's not, yeah. even, it's not even what they are doing, which, of course, is just trying to negotiate for the most mm-hmm. minor requests to keep this debt slightly less terrible. Yeah. No one, but we should point yeah. out, there are levels of this. No one is suggesting we, we uh, live within our means. The Republicans aren't even suggesting <laughs> no, they're that. Not, they're not no, even they're suggesting not. it. <laughs> there no literally no one is suggesting we cap spending where it is no one is suggesting it okay mm-hmm. as far as the official proposals i'm suggesting it but no one real is is suggesting it 
What the Republicans are suggesting is a moderate increase in our spending every year. Not That's, even a decrease. Not, not a decrease. Yeah. Not a hold the line. Not a we must spend less than we take in. None of those things that you would do at your house. None of those proposals are even being floated by the right wing party. <laughs> none of them are even being considered. Mm-hmm. What they're asking for is, hey, what do you think that maybe we don't spend as much as planned going forward which is of course an increase uh, of you know several percent per year and they're saying like one percent per year wow not a decrease not of one percent no an, an increase, increase an increase of one percent this is a incredible. very i mean it's just rational incredible. reasonable proposal and by the way we it should is. also note one that they have no expectation of actually passing yeah which is what he he's about to mm-hmm. say uh, and he calls it ridiculous. Um. And the idea is someone for the first time is saying, unless you pass this ridiculous budget I have, ridiculous. which is the way I would characterize what the Republican MAGA budget is, unless you pass this budget, we're not going to increase the debt limit and we're going to go bankrupt. We're, we're going to, no, the United States of America is going to renege for the first time. No, nope. not what they're saying. No, debt. lies. And you just can't, no, no one's ever tied them God. together before. I've said to the Republican leader, here's the deal. Mm-hmm. Take the mm-hmm. debt limit, pass it like you did four, three times when Trump was president and he increased the whole national debt for 200 years by 40%. Republicans would argue, and uh, though that Donald Trump, at the very least, they would say, played ball. You're not willing to play ball. Play ball. Play ball. What? (laughs) Could there be? Stop for a second. Could there be a an interview where she is someone is more leaning into what she wants the answers to be? No. Like she's just like she she actually like almost laughs at her own question there. Mm -hmm. If you see her facial expressions, if you if you happen to be watching on Blaze TV, you'd see him. But if you're listening on radio, she's like almost smirking. She's like almost Mm -hmm. giggling at her own question. Look, I know this is ridiculous, but I have to say it. It's like that type of vibe. Mm -hmm. And of course, you know, he because it's not a real question. He's just going to say whatever he wants to say. Uh, to get himself out of it it's a Mm -hmm. look the debt ceiling was created for a reason is it the best look should you just live within your means yes should you just have a balanced budget yeah should we have a budget at all yeah yeah that's another good one that's another good idea since we had a budget (laughs) right uh and if you're going to have a debt ceiling why was it created it was created for moments like this it was not created like maybe a debt ceiling should be created right which is hey We've, we can't go above this number. That would be crazy. Let's set a big number. Let's let's never go near that. Let's never get over a trillion dollars. That would be nuts. Let's make sure we stay away from that. That might be a debt ceiling. This is a little more like the NBA salary cap, where everyone seems to be able to fit everything in. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so this situation here where Biden, this this new version of the debt ceiling is just, let's just check on ourselves a little bit. You know, mm-hmm. when we hit this number, let's uh, let's examine what's going on for a second. That's really it. That's really it. And even that is insane to the Democrats to even consider mm-hmm. thinking about addressing why we keep bumping into this debt ceiling every few months and keep raising it and keep raising it. How how do you keep raising a ceiling? I mean, a ceiling is a ceiling. It's supposed to stop you. That is the point. At yeah. the point. And at the point where you hit that ceiling, 
You, you don't then just bust through the ceiling, which we do every single time. Mm. Republicans and Democrats alike. Uh, they just bust through it every single time. All right, he had more. He, he ballooned the debt. He created unemployment. Look, when I came to office, we had incredibly Get high this. unemployment. We're in a situation where oh, we were had Better very help. little movement on anything going on. And what? Look, look, look at the employment right now. I'm mean, waiting. This just wait, today, two hundred fifty. This is the typical thing that Democrats have tried to do, where they just basically take the depths of COVID and act yep. like the reason yep. that they got turned around it was, was because of that. Yes. Despite the fact, I mean, you know, all the exceptions we could obviously <laughs> note, it's it's such a dumb argument. We don't even need to outline how stupid it is. I mean, it really mm-hmm. is that ridiculous. But to say that nothing was going on. We were spending like $5 trillion. What do you mean nothing was going on? <laughs> All we were doing was sending money and printing it and sending it out the door to people. Mm-hmm. We spent $5 trillion in that era with both Republicans and Democrats on board for it, we should note. Now, of course, he kept going after the COVID emergency was over and kept spending, which is why we got all this inflation. But I, I, I doubt that's part of his analysis here. Yeah, and then he lumps in the uh, and he cut the he cut the the uh, oh, deficit gosh. by one point seven trillion dollars. Well, that just ended the COVID spending. <laughs> yeah, right. That's that's exactly right. And he just was given uh, the vaunted. Now, as you know, the Washington Post not exactly a right wing uh, publication, and they do their fact checking and they give you the Pinocchios. Mm-hmm. Um, they just gave him the very rare bottomless Pinocchio. Literally gave him a bottomless Pinocchio because he said this lie so many times. They refuse to continually keep fact-checking it because he just keeps saying it, even though everyone knows it's not true. The bottomless Pinocchio from the Washington Post for this claim. And he keeps saying it again. I'm sure that the pushback is coming. I can't wait. Oh, sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's more. This just today, 250,000 new jobs, highest participation in 75 years of women in the job market, lowest unemployment rate for African-Americans. Things no. are moving. As I said, you have Untrue. a very strong economic recovery story. Why? But this is a very volatile Congress. There are members mm. of Congress See, that's, that's that might be mm-hmm. okay with us defaulting. But they think it could hurt right? you more politically. No. Given that... Are you prepared to invoke the 14th Amendment and blow through the debt ceiling? I've not gotten there yet. And here's the deal. Uh, here's the deal. I think that, uh, first of all, this is not your father's Republican Party. This is a different... Oh, my gosh. No, sir. A different yeah. No, sir. No. And I think that we have to make it clear to the American people that I am prepared to negotiate in detail with their budget. How much you're going to spend? How much you're going to tax? Where can we cut? For mm-hmm. example... In the first two years of my administration, I there cut the debt by $1.7 trillion. There it is. $1.7 more than anybody's ever done in history. Oh my God. Their budget goes in. At, they, they, there's no, uh, there's uh, no possibility they can pass uh, their budget. No Zero. Really? Zero possibility. Right. They cut, they, they right. cut 200000 Anyway, 200,000? I, I shouldn't get going on it. Because you don't know, you don't know anyway, what you're talking yeah, about. He, that's, his, that's his way of no getting out what he doesn't know what he's talking about. They cut 200000 No, two. Because he, he, he doesn't know the number he at all. He can't keep numbers in his head. He's no. the worst. Let me give you some numbers if you'd like. All right. Biden uh, says he's cut it $1.7 trillion. Mm-hmm. He claims it's a record. The Congressional Budget Office, the official scorekeeper in February 2021, had already estimated the budget deficit would mm-hmm. fall dramatically in 2021 and 2022 because emergency pandemic spending would lapse. The 
20 combined 2021 and 2022 budget deficits were projected by the CBO to be 3.31 trillion. In November, the CBO said the combined deficits were in fact 4.15 trillion. What happened? Biden enacted additional pandemic relief funds and other new policies resulting in more and more mm. modest decline in the deficit. Okay? <laughs> it was projected to be much more than 1.7 trillion dollars before he got into office. Wow. For instance, the deficit was projected to be about $1 trillion in 2022, and it turned out to be $1.375 trillion. So he added $375 billion. It was supposed to decline $875 billion in 2021, but it was only $360 billion. So half a trillion dollars worse than projected. He's on TV bragging about it over and over again. No pushback from none. the person oh, who was none. interviewing him. No. In fact, she's playing along. Like, oh, I know you've done such a great job on the economic recovery. It's such a, you've got so many wins in the economy. What? What wins does he have? Mm. Incredible. Incredible. Triple eight seven two seven B E C K. All right, your credit card debt is getting more expensive all the time. And if you're only able to make the minimum payment each month, it can be overwhelming trying to find a way out of debt. It's going to take years because most months you're not even touching the principal balance. Well, if you own a home, there's a better way. Tapping into your home's equity to pay off high interest debt can make a lot of sense. And it can save you a ton of money, both in the short and long term. And to help set that up, we love recommending American Financing. Uh, it's a family-owned mortgage company that is in it for you. They've been saving people like you an average of $1,000 a month. You can close in as fast as 10 days. Plus, you could end up being able to delay two mortgage payments and close in as little as 10 days, which is really, really fast. Call is free. There's no obligation. Don't wait any longer. Uh, give them a call and start your savings journey today. Call American Financing, 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440, or go to AmericanFinancing.net. It's AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Join the conversation. 888-727-BECK. The Glenn Beck Program. When was the last time you checked the legal title to your home? And by, you know, checked, I mean, made sure it's still in your name and not the name of some criminal. It's called home title, excuse me, uh, home title theft. And it is a nightmare uh, for you and for everyone around you if it hits you. Our home's title are, uh, they're all online now. And so a criminal can access and forge your signature. It's a race against time, uh, be, you know, to stop him or her, I will say. Sometimes they're female criminals too. Um, but they take out loans against your home. They can sell it out from underneath you. They can make it so you don't have a home anymore. When's the last time you checked your home's title? I'm guessing it's never. Maybe like when I bought the house. That's not going to work in this environment. Home Title Lock demonstrated to me how online criminals can get you. In minutes, they found the title to my home and forged my signature, slating uh, me for you know all sorts of financial collapse. Uh, I didn't want that to happen. Luckily, they're friendly and they weren't actually stealing my home. They're just showing me how easy it was to be stolen. Home Title Lock helps shut this kind of thing down. It's what they do, and they do it better than anyone. Uh, this is not the kind of thing you want to find out about after the damage is done. So be proactive and stop the crime before it happens. How do you know some criminal hasn't taken over the title to your home? Find out for free with the sign up and get 30 risk-free days of protection when you use the promo code BACK at HomeTitleLock.com. The promo code is BACK. Go to HomeTitleLock.com, protect yourself, and use the promo code BACK at HomeTitleLock.com.
That's Pat and Stu for Glenn today. Uh, hopefully Glenn returns uh, tomorrow. The day after tomorrow is a big day because uh, that's when Title 42 ends. And we're expecting mm, probably a little more business at the southern border than, well, we've ever probably received in the history of this nation. Uh, there, there are caravans on the way. There are uh, people lining up. There are uh, tens of thousands already in El Paso. Have you seen the scenes from El Paso, Texas? It's incredible. And what's going on there? The fact that it's an American city is one of the most... It's outrageous. It's, it's repulsive. I mean, it's, it's something you'd expect from a third world country. And here we are looking at this it happening in not only our country, but the state world. we're sitting in. Yeah. I mean, uh, the fact that this is going on here in Texas or anywhere in America is disgraceful. And they've declared a state of emergency in El Paso. That's how bad it is. Um, they just, I mean, I, I don't know how their services aren't completely overwhelmed. Well, I think they are. I think they're completely overwhelmed by the deluge of illegals who have crossed the border and they're now just camped out. Uh, it's and outrageous. Title 42 is still in place. That's the key thing here. Right. This hasn't even happened yet. Yeah. Now, I, I will say, I was listening to a little of the New York Times podcast today, and I do this to torture myself every morning. I'm a masochist, mm -hmm. and I want to make sure I feel real pain every day. Uh, and I do this. It's a good to, way to do it. It's a good, it was a very good way to do it. And they said, will it be easier or harder for you to get into the United States after Title 42 goes down? And guess what ah. their answer was? Harder. 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 Oh, it's going to be so hard once Title 42 yeah. goes down. Yeah. Now, of mm. course, then they went to, to explain basically 9 million exceptions to whatever pitch they were trying to give that would make any person who comes to the border easily able to cross it. But they want you to know it's going to be a lot harder. I can't wait for a this. A lot harder. Because, you know, the, they've been saying they've got a year to prep for this. They've had plenty of time. Uh -huh. put, put the plan in. Let's see how this goes this week. It's going to be fascinating to watch. The Glenn Beck Program. We are here. It's spring. Uh, it's the delightful time of year when you go from freezing all the time to boiling alive in your own sweat. Uh, at least in Texas, that's where we are. We, we, we hit 90-something the other day, and you remember what it's like down here in the summer. Um if you want to be comfortable, you need Tommy John underwear. When you wear Tommy John, it's so much cooler. It makes everything better. And Tommy John underwear is lightweight, breathable, has four times the stretch of competing brands. They've got dozens of comfort innovations. And Tommy John keeps you looking and feeling cool all season long, from lounging at home to that outdoor spring and summertime fun. This is why Tommy John doesn't have customers. They have fanatics. They've sold over 17 million pairs because people absolutely love their underwear and their loungewear. Their loungewear is underrated. It's just fantastic. Uh, Tommy John's best pair you'll ever wear or it's free. Guarantee is in place. You can get 20% off your first order at tommyjohn.com slash Beck. Save 20% off right now at tommyjohn.com slash Beck. It's tommyjohn.com slash Beck. See site for details. And of course, that site is tommyjohn.com slash Beck.
What you're about to hear is the fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Good news. Got a solution to the border situation. Uh, This is exciting. Since Title 42 ends on Thursday, day after tomorrow, this is very timely information. We'll share it with you. 60 seconds from now. Most things that happen to your car, uh, you know, that have to be fixed aren't covered by insurance. And they're covered maybe by your warranty if you happen to have one. But when your warranty runs out and something goes wrong, it's usually a disaster because you're about to be out a lot of money. So what do you need to do? Uh, how do you fix this? Well, you need CarShield. CarShield offers affordable protection that really any plan. Uh, they've got tons of them, but they've got plans to fit every budget. They cover more parts than ever before. You'll want them when these costly repairs are needed. You also can count on CarShield to help take care of you when your car breaks down and you're stuck on the side of the road. Every protection plan includes coast-to-coast roadside assistance, rental car options, trip reimbursement, no extra cost. Lock in your price today and it'll never go up. CarShield is dedicated to protecting what you drive. Get coverage today. Car- call CarShield at 800-227-6100. 800-227-6100. You'll save 20 20- percent off your plan you can lock in your price and it'll never go up 800-227-6100 or visit carshield.com slash beck carshield.com slash beck and save 20 percent today all right so just in time and and again they've had a year to plan for this they've known for a year this was gonna this was going to happen that title 42 would end and so they've been planning it for a long time and they came up with the perfect solution here to fix the whole border crisis, really. Because I have to admit, and I'm a little embarrassed now to say this, but I was a bit skeptical they had a plan. Mm-hmm. It didn't I seem like they didn't, didn't seem like they had any idea what they were going to do here. Right. And I was worried that when Title 42 comes down, that we'd have this huge flow of migrants over the border and mm-hmm. it would be a real disaster. Whew. Breathe easy. Okay, everybody. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, this is new from Bill Malugan. He's uh, from Fox uh, News and uh, he does a great job covering the border. Uh, He says, per multiple uh, Border Patrol sources, last night, uh, Border Patrol leadership made the decision to authorize all Border Patrol sectors to begin, and I should, before I give you the big reveal here, Mm -hmm. one of the big concerns was, they have these facilities, they're already packed with these new people about to come over the border, what do they do with these new people? They'll be overflowing. They'll be overflowing. With people. Right? And you have to come up with a solution to that problem. Do you have more space? Do you you ship them to other places? What do you do? So, again, this is from Border Patrol leadership. They've made the decision to authorize all Border Patrol sectors to begin safe street releases. Safe? Safe. Street, street releases. releases. Now, I don't what? know about you, Pat. I would uh-huh. be against dangerous street releases. I would too. Like I don't want if that. you're releasing illegals into oncoming traffic, right? That would be Let, bad. Let's say you got a helicopter, you put uh-huh. migrants in it, and you drop them from 50 feet down to the highway. I would be very, very no. against that. Okay, yeah, I'm not for That's that. Not a good policy. That's not what's happening here. Okay. That's not what's happening here. All what's right. happening here are safe street releases. Good. These are releases right. to the street. That Where there's are safe. no uncom- unco- oncoming traffic. No, it's None. not in the middle of a road. Okay. That's not what they're talking about. So, essentially, they might put you on a sidewalk, 
right where it's safer than on the street well, itself. This they he outlines what this means. This okay. means in coming days we will likely begin to see mass releases of migrants at bus stops. Bus stops. Bus stops, for okay. example. All right. Gas stations. Uh-huh. So if you happen to work in a gas station or own a gas station, you're going to get some new customers. They won't huh. have any money, uh, but they'll be there to potentially help your, uh-huh. you know, if you needed a yeah. border of people around your gas station to block other customers because you thought you had too many customers for some reason, maybe this would be helpful. Uh, also, supermarkets. <laughs> and, and this is happening in communities across the border <laughs> as the legal crossings continue to surge to record highs ahead of the uh, Title 42 drop in two days. Well, I will say it's happening a lot in El Paso right now. There oh, are yeah. There are illegals all Everywhere. around uh grocery stores gas stations uh, parking lots bus stations they're everywhere churches they're, churches. they, they, they are often around churches and one of the mm-hmm. interesting things about this i guess there's a a little uh quirk a little cutout in law because as you know this government really respects religious liberty big time i don't know if you knew that oh of course okay everybody knows that hugely protective of religious liberty so what happens is migrants um gather around churches and they uh stay out you know outside on the sidewalk right by the church mm-hmm. and then if someone comes by a border patrol or a police officer to try to bring them in mm-hmm. they jump over the fence and then they stand on church property and therefore since they're at a quote house of worship they can't be brought in oh they've got sanctuary they've got sanctuary in the sanctuary actually it's like the hunchback the of notre dame it, pretty much essentially. it's essentially the same story mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? So, <laughs> this is great. Safe street releases uh-huh. and sanctuary. Good. Not sanctuary cities, but just like you're near a sanctuary, so you don't you can't be brought in. Mm-hmm. And this is only going to be an issue if they run out of space, which they already are, before Title 42 even goes down. And there's hundreds of thousands of people across the border waiting to come in in two days. Some estimates have it up to 750,000. 750,000. Uh, all at once. We're already setting records. There was a, uh, there was, now look, there are peaks. Like, there are peaks and valleys to immigration. We know that. Mm-hmm. In fact, there was a big peak in, in Trump's, uh, one of his last years in office in 2019. Um, there was, you know, normally Trump would be around, I'm just eyeballing this graph here, you know, 25 to 30,000 uh, per, uh, per month, monthly apprehensions at the border. 25 to 30,000, which is a lot, mm-hmm. okay? However, mm-hmm. it uh, peaked much higher than that. In the, uh, let's say, spring of 2019, that number hit, rose all the way up to about 100,000. 100,000, wow. Pat. Yeah, that's a and lot. In one month, about 130,000. That's In one a lot. month. And then it came back down to the normal levels of about 20, uh, you know, 30 or 40,000 down to 20,000. Um, that's where it, basically uh hit and bottomed out in the covid era rose up to normal levels again at the end of trump's um time uh well in month one of joe biden he was at about seventy-five thousand, and then month two it was about a hundred and five thousand, and then month three if you remember the peak being one hundred and thirty thousand from the trump era yeah month three of joe biden was one hundred and seventy-five thousand. 
And you think, wow, that's because it that's only, more. that only happened in one month of Donald Trump that he hit 130,000 okay. uh, apprehensions. And so far, the 175 is only one month of Joe Biden. That's though, true. Too. That's true. And if I stop telling this fair, story right now, that will still be the case. Good it's pretty for Joe Biden. For Joe Biden. No, because uh, month, uh, <laughs> let's see, four was 180,000. Month five was another 180,000. Month six was 190,000. Month seven was 215,000. Month eight, 210,000. So an improvement oh. from the previous month. Oh, good job. Well, there good you job. go. Yeah, there you go. Good job, Joe Biden. Uh, now, then it dropped down actually a little bit um, mm-hmm. and bottomed out. Remember the bottoming out of for Trump was about 20,000? Mm-hmm. The bottoming out for Biden was 160,000. Okay. <laughs> Then it continued to rise. So the bottom was higher than the, the highest mm-hmm. uh, level for Trump. Yeah. Biden has only been as uh. low as 160,000 since this ramp up happened one time, where Trump had only been as high as 130,000 one time. So they're pretty much equal, <laughs> uh, equal footing. Then, by the way, it went wow. up again. I should point out in early 2022, it hit 230,000. And then 240,000. And then 245,000. But then, after that, drop back down to 220. Oh, well, so, they've taken care uh, of again, it. Again, wow. That's a lot job. like the gas prices. Right, it's kind of like you the know, gas prices. It went up to like $5 a gallon, and then they came way down. It's like 4 bucks like a gallon. $4 a gallon. And now we're all just sitting here going, now, that's normal. Yeah, mm. that's fine. I should point out, by the way, it went up again. It went up, uh, you know, when it bottomed out at 210,000 or so, mm-hmm. then it went back up to 230, 235, 235, <laughs> then Jeez. 255, which was actually the peak. And it's now settled in only at like 190,000. Again, 60,000 worse than the worst month of Trump. That only happened once. But they inherited a terrible problem on the border, and that's why no. you know, that's why the border's a mess. Actually, it did not. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the border... Well, look, the border... <laughs> if, we were to, if we were to take Biden out of this chart, uh-huh. we would look at Trump's performance on the border and, be, and say, you know, we wish we did better than that, right? Yes. Because, look, yeah. I'm not even comfortable with 30,000 30, a month. No, uh, no. That's not a... It's a lot. That's still a lot. Mm-hmm. But it's, you know, in comparison to other presidents, it's not terrible. And certainly in comparison to Joe Biden, it's not terrible. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. uh, for a guy who sat here and has told us over and over again, this crisis does not exist. Uh, here we are. We're in the middle of it. And it's about to get much worse. I don't know that people realize what we're about to be seeing, Pat. Seven, I mean, you said 750,000? Mm-hmm. By some estimates. That's what they expect. That's incredible. Incredible. Yeah. And what do we do? I mean, and we are. Going I, to be, I don't know. What do we? How many that border will, agents do we have? 20,000? Something like that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that'll just overwhelm the system. You just can't handle that kind of, that kind of invasion is what it would be at that point. I mean, what can you call it other than an invasion of 750,000 people? It's like, okay, well, none of them are armed, so it's not an invasion. Well, that's. That makes it almost worse because if it were armed, you'd be fighting back against it. We're not fighting back. We're not doing anything about it. Yeah. The, the new plan, by the way, other than the safe street release program, which is going to be great. Uh, I was listening to uh, this, this uh, amazing podcast from the Daily, uh, the, the New York Times that I, I mentioned earlier. And they were going through this program that they supposedly put in. And they've said multiple times 
that they've had a year to plan for this. This is not going to be as bad as everyone was expecting. They've been able mm-hmm. to plan, which mm-hmm. is great. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, then they went through their plan, and their plan is um, uh, you can fly here instead of coming to the border because that will lower the border. You know. Uh, uh, confusion and uh congestion congestion it will lower that because you're flying to let's say you know cincinnati mm-hmm. you've flown into cincinnati or you've flown into miami and or i can do that to, without papers well you have to have a you have to know somebody here that's oh. that's a big part of it you have to have a you have to know somebody here so you can fly hardly in. anybody in mexico central and south america knows know anybody what are the here? odds and of course they don't even have what to be legal odds? here they just All have right, to be they here know somebody so you come here, you can fly in instead of coming Jeez. to the border. That's one of the reasons, ways you can do it. Um, and they're also saying, if you are coming from, let's say, Guatemala, you're going to pass through Mexico. You have to ask Mexico first for asylum. Now, in a different world, I, I think that's probably a, an improvement to the policy. You should have to, right? If you're walking through Mexico, you should have yeah. to ask Mexico first. Of course, in reality, what happens is Mexico just, just comes up no. with their system to just say no immediately so you can come to the border. Yeah. How are we going to prove that they actually did this? We we don't know. And, of course, there's no country in between Mexico and here. So anyone, for, anyone from Mexico mm-hmm. is exempt from this. They can just come in because they're from Mexico. They didn't have another country. Also exempt... Anyone with children. So, if you show up as a family, we can't we can't separate a family. Of course not. No. Of course. So not. what we'll do is just let them all in. Mm-hmm. That is literally the, the policy. If it's a if it now, of course, this not only will invite families to come, it will also create a market for children. Because if you can show up with a kid, you get in. So what do what if you're mm. a, you know you're a coyote you're a, you're a drug cartel mm-hmm. what what do you now have an incentive to collect to give to people crossing the border children okay so we now have created the market for children and then finally none of this applies for people residents of a country who we have bad relations with and the example they use I kid you not is Russia. So if a Russian immigrant is coming across mm-hmm. the southern border of the United States, That's good we just let them in because we don't have any di- diplomatic relations with Russia right now. Solid. We're currently funding the opposition to Russia in a war where we're sending billions of dollars of missiles to them. Mm-hmm. And we're going, our answer here is, oh, well, anyone who shows up over the, and I don't know if you know this, there's not really a straight line here for a Russian immigrant to cross the Mexican border. But if they do that, we're like, okay, come on in. We can't fly you home. I would imagine that would apply then to uh, Iran. Iran. Uh, Venezuela, Venezuela, maybe. Uh-huh. Um, there's some other policies potentially that apply to Venezuela. China. China. I mean, I don't know. Do we have real diplomatic relations with China at this point? It certainly doesn't seem like it. Amazing. So all of this is going on, and then their answer when all of these people come in and they have no place to put them is the, quote, safe street release. <laughs> it shows the planning that's been going on for the last year, doesn't it? I mean, it shows sure uh, does. just how well thought out this whole thing is. 888-727-BECK. More coming up. Uh, all of this indicates just why Joe Biden is so darn popular right now. <laughs> <laughs> He was asked by uh, Stephanie Rule uh, about his polling numbers. They were they they discussed him the polling numbers because man, what a tough interview she gave him. 
uh, the other day. It mm. was brutal. Um, you know, after talking about his policy victories, his economic plans that have been so good and how bad Republicans are, uh, they got into his polling numbers. You're talking about real practical solutions Absolutely. when you re- reference insulin that, that, that you've come up with. Why do you think you don't get more credit for it? Why do you think your polling oh. is where it is? Well, I don't think people, by the way, every major one who won re-election, their polling numbers are minor now. But no. polling aside no. then, right? Yes. Sentiment oh, oh in this country, despite all these wins, is not very good. I think all they've heard despite is all these wins. news for three years. Everything is negative. I'm not being critical of the press, but you turn on the you television, the only way me. you're going to get a hit is if there's something negative. You, what are you, know, you talking you know, about? Are, are anyway, you kidding me? That's anyway. number one. But number two, oh. I think we're in a situation where you have... I mean, this is legitimately of one of the worst we interviews I've ever do. heard. I know. I, 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 stop I, I, for a second. I, I, this is like legitimately one of the worst series of, of questions I've ever heard in my life. It's amazing. I mean, Jill Biden could be doing this interview. If you told oh, me easy. Jill Biden, if I read the transcript and you told mm-hmm. me the interviewer was Jill, I would actually believe it. Mm-hmm. Look, why aren't you getting so much credit for all the wonderful things you're doing? I mean, that's a, it's a comic book question. If you did a sketch comedy show mm-hmm. about a terrible interviewer, you'd put these questions in, right? Mm-hmm. I, you've done so many amazing practical things that have made lives better. Why don't people understand? <laughs> <laughs> What the hell kind of question is that? All the negative coverage he gets? Are you Do you remember 2016 to 2020? <laughs> <laughs> Are you kidding me? Apparently not. I mean, Donald Trump, what was it? 95% negative coverage? Yeah. In the mainstream media? Something right around there, yeah. And 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 this I we need to take more time with this particular wow. clip, yeah. Pat, because yeah, we need to dive into his central claim here because even when you're he's getting an interviewer that could honestly be married to him Mm -hmm. he's still lying yes he's still lying what this this woman will take anything you're saying and and spin it to a positive why bother lying but that is really what he's doing the are you saying the polling numbers that uh that he spouted weren't exactly right like every incumbent president is uh at a really low number at this point in their presidency. That, that's not accurate. In fact, we should go through each huh. one. Let me right. let me bring up all of them for you. <laughs> okay. Since polling, modern polling <laughs> existed and show you how accurate this claim is. Because Joe huh. Biden says things that aren't true often. Wow. Uh, and I know that's a really? surprise. Yeah, that's a stunning, for you to hear. stunning surprise. But this one may be one of his least accurate claims in history. I don't, I don't know that he's ever missed by this much. It's really, really. Was bad. this fact checked on any of the like Politifact or Washington I don't know. Post? Or? I mean, they were the Washington Post just gave him a bottomless Pinocchio for his other claim. I have not seen if they fact checked this one yet, but it's just not reality. It's not what happens. Of course, not everyone has the approval ratings and the differential that Joe Biden has. It's he's in a a catastrophically bad position now. Mm-hmm. He is counting one hundred percent on the fact that Donald Trump will run. And then he will again receive 95% negative coverage, which will give Joe Biden 95% positive coverage, and he will be able to stay in his basement and win this election. That is what he's depending on. That is his plan. Mm-hmm. He does not plan on doing anything positive for the country or changing anybody's mind about him. He just wants you to forget about him. So that is what he's going to attempt to do. Uh, it is uh, it's the typical disgraceful activity by the media, but I'm honestly... 
less worried about Biden in this one than the interviewer, who is just horrific. <laughs> bad. Horrific. The Glenn Beck Program. I'm just going to throw this out there. Mother's Day is coming up in just a few days. And you know what your mom really enjoys? Uh, maybe, I don't know, comfortable feet? The most comfortable feet you're going to come across are resting inside a pair of Mike Lindell's Amazing My Slippers. Right now, My Pillow is having a massive closeout sale on the My Slippers. When you use the promo code BECK, you'll get the all-season slippers for just 25 bucks. Now, that's geez, regularly $149.98, which means you're getting over $120 in savings. My slippers have an amazing four-layer design that you're not going to want to, uh, you're never going to get this from another slipper. People love these things. Their patented layers ensure extra comfort, uh, comfort and durability, which means you can wear them anytime, anywhere, and your feet are going to feel great. They come in a ton of all new colors and they make perfect gifts. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listeners square, grab a pair of the all-season slipper for just 25 bucks, regularly priced at $149.98. Now, you're limited to 10 pairs at checkout, so hopefully you don't have too many feet. Uh, enter promo code BECK. Call 1-800-966-3117 for this offer. It won't last long. Please order now. Check it out. It's MyPillow.com. Don't forget to use the promo code GLEN for $10 off your subscription at BlazeTV.com. Pat and Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program, 888-727-BECK. We were going through the uh, polling, the poll question that Stephanie Rule asked uh, Joe Biden about. You know, you've done such great things. Why don't people love you like I do? Why? Why can't they understand what you've done for them? She's it's essentially what she's saying. She's not singing it, but it's essentially a love song. Yeah, it you is. Know? It's like, why don't people appreciate you like I do? <laughs> and I honestly think, listening to this, this is her idea of a tough question. This is her mm. idea of pressing him, right? Yeah. She says, you're brilliant. The things you've done are brilliant. You're incredible. Mm-hmm. But your numbers aren't all that good. Why don't they understand the incredible things you've done? That is <laughs> like, that's her way of asking a quote unquote tough question to Joe Biden. Yeah, we should go back and play it again. Yeah. Um, here's here's that portion of the interview. You're talking about real practical solutions Absolutely. when you re- reference insulin that 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 you've come up with. Why do you think you don't get more credit for it? Why do you think the polling is where it is? <laughs> well, I don't think people it's worse than our every summary. major mm-hmm. one who won re-election, their polling numbers were minor now. Put polling aside then, right? Sentiment in this but, country, despite no, all these wins, is I, not I, very I, good. I, all they've heard is negative news for three years. Everything is negative. I'm not being critical of the press, but you turn on the television. The only way you're going to get a hit is if there's something negative. You, you know, you don't. Anyway, that's number one. But number two, anyway. we're in a situation where you have anyway. much of what we were able to do only is going to come into, come into play now. For example, I met today. I set up what they call a, a, a second cabinet. Within my cabinet, I have an enforcement group. They're the ones going out making sure that we're getting the roads built, the highways built, and the, and getting the lead pipes out of uh, every neighborhood for so people aren't dying or okay. getting very sick. Uh, they're the ones who are a lot of deaths from lead sure pipes. That people Big lead pipes. Yeah, yeah. Huge piles of people. And what's happening? It's going to take time from to get this done. And so until we, unless we can make it pipes. clear to the American people. 
what it is that we've actually <laughs> All right, done. Stop this. Okay, thing- enough. Uh, <laughs> now, you may know that if you're in a major city, you do see people beaten to death with lead pipes. So there are some people who die <laughs> from lead pipes. With lead pipes. He's right on that one. Yeah. Uh, and we get those lead pipes out. They will hit them with other pipes, but they won't be lead pipes. And that's important mm-hmm. to make sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, the claim on uh, on the election is one of the most ridiculous claims I've ever heard in my life. He does not have approval ratings similar to other presidents. Now, his claim was every president uh-huh. who has won re-election had numbers right around where I am. Okay. So let's just examine this. Let's exa- First of all, let's take the people who have lost re-election. Okay. Donald Trump did not win his re-election campaign. The way, let's look at the split here. Uh, you want to be, obviously, above water. You don't want to be below it. You don't want to be a minus number here. You want to be a plus number. Plus mm-hmm. number would be, okay, you've got a higher approval than disapproval. A minus number would be you have higher disapproval than approval. Okay? You want to be plus in these numbers. Okay? Biden is minus 10 at this point in his presidency. Minus 10. Trump was also minus 10 at this point in his presidency. Now, Think for a second of what they say about Donald Trump. 95% negative coverage, right? Yep. The person they called literally Hitler. Mm-hmm. They were in the middle of, of, of impeaching him. Twice. Twice in this moment, in, in, in between impeachments. He was called the worst president of all time by every media source every single day. He was minus 10. Biden is also minus 10. Um, Jimmy Carter the only other one here that did not uh, win well it's not the only other one but he was minus 12 and biden was minus 10 so this doesn't help biden's claim here i'm just giving you perspective okay because his claim was mm-hmm. everyone who won re-election had numbers like he has okay at this point in his presidency now gerald ford also did not win re-election <clears throat> however he was plus two Biden is minus 10. So a 12-point split between Gerald Ford, who lost, and Joe Biden. Let's go now through what he actually claimed. People who have uh, actually... Oh, I should point out also, this one's not even fair, but George H.W. Bush. Now, George H.W. Bush did not win re-election either. However, he was plus 55 at this point in his presidency. So <laughs> that's right because it, it was after the uh, the Gulf War, yeah. the first Gulf War, and his approval ratings were all were pretty good actually. Yeah. But he was uh, so that's a 65 point split <laughs> between him and Biden. Okay, now we'll go to Barack Obama. He was in this administration. You think he might remember it? Well, Barack Obama was plus eight, an 18 point split between him and Joe Biden. George W. Bush. Now, this is not right after 9-11. This is way after 9-11. George Bush was plus 38. So a 48-point difference. And you're not even you're not even using his worst approval rating, no, are you? No, his current. It's not the 36%. No, this is you're an average. You're talking 43 or 42 or yeah, whatever it is. I should point out, it's an average. Uh, his yeah. approval rating on average right mm-hmm. now is 42.6%. Mm-hmm. His disapproval is 52.5%. So about 10, 10 points. Uh, Bill Clinton. Clinton was plus 13, Biden minus 10, a 23-point gap. Uh, Ronald Reagan. Now, right, Reagan was, you know, at this point in his presidency, remember, this is before the miracle really kicked in and Mm -hmm. he started sweeping to a a massive re-election. He was still only minus four at this point. Biden minus 10, a six-point gap with Reagan. But that's probably his best argument here for someone who was (laughs) re-elected. Okay, he's still six points behind him. Um, Richard Nixon won re-election. He was plus 19. 
So a 29-point mm. gap between Nixon and Biden. Lyndon Johnson, who didn't run, but uh, he was plus 29, so a 39-point gap. That's unbelievable. LBJ was plus 29? Plus 29. Again, I think one of the uh, under, underrated as one of the worst presidents of oh, all time. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Really, no one really brings him up. He's bottom three. But he's a bottom three t- type of guy. Yeah. Um, John F. Kennedy, of course, uh, mm. did not wind up running for uh, re-election, but he was plus 39, so a 49-point gap between him and Biden. Wow. Biden. Dwight D. Eisenhower, plus 55, so mm. a 65-point gap. And then Harry Truman was plus 30. So a 40-point gap. So that's what Biden was saying. He was about the same <laughs> as every other president who won. I mean, the statement Within is, 65 points. Maybe, maybe you could say he was about the same as Reagan. Maybe. I mean, again, it's a six-point gap. Mm. You could say, okay, they were close. That's the only one that fits his argument at all. Every other one he's wrong on. And lying by 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 points. <laughs> he is... It's incredible. Despite the fact that he's completely incompetent, he might be just more of a liar. Oh, I think he is. I think it, almost every word out of his mouth during that interview was a lie. I mean, he just nonstop lied about everything. Yeah, and you really shouldn't have to lie when you have uh, an, an interviewer who seems to worship you. Right. Seems to worship the ground you work on, walk on. I mean, it's despicable. This interview, mm. every question is set up as if you know, he is being asked it by a family member, and that's not that's not that's the way it's supposed to work. It's a, it's absolutely embarrassing. She should be ashamed of herself, but I'm sure she's very proud of the interview, and uh, I bet she got congratulated by all yeah. her contemporaries. I bet she got congratulated by the staff members that set it up. Oh yeah, the people that gave her access. Mm-hmm. Stephanie Rule. I don't really know her background. Um, I assume she was a former Democratic. Uh, operative I, I mean i just by these questions i assume mm-hmm. that i don't know um i don't know maybe she's done good at interviews before there is a like sort of a tactic that some interviewers uh, do where they will essentially kiss your butt to get mm-hmm. to certain pieces of information maybe mm-hmm. that's what she was trying to do here to me it does not appear that way at all i mean i you know no, she just loves the guy it seems like she just loves the guy and you know her only questions are like why isn't your messaging of all your brilliance catching on it should catch on more because you're it's so like great. The American people are so stupid that they don't see your brilliance, that they don't see all the great things you've done for them. Yeah. I, I mean, uh, you've raised inflation by, what, six percentage points or more? And that means more money in people's pockets. It's like, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> it's not wait. the way this works at yeah, all. I don't think that is right That's... exactly, but uh, wow. If you were hoping there was going to be some glimmer uh, that the media was going to turn itself around. It's hard to see it when you when you watch stuff like this. This is uh, mm-hmm. embarrassing, embarrassing. And this guy has not faced any tough questions other than occasionally uh, Peter or Steve Ducey. Which one is it? Peter. It's Peter. Peter Ducey. Peter Ducey, who yeah. uh, who is uh, there every day, and he actually asks tough questions to KJP, which she basically ignores or reads reads the answers to out of her book. Yeah, and. Again, this was part of that interview as well. There is something personal that's affecting you. Your son, mm-hmm. while there's no ties to you, could be charged. Wait, 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 by- your son, while there's no ties to you? There's no ties to his son? 
He has no ties uh, to his son. Wow. <laughs> that's pretty weird since they just went on a European trip together. And, the, you know, just DNA. Like, there's got to be yeah, some, there's tie, some ties. Yeah, there's some ties. There are some ties. And now he's, the reason she says that, I'm sure, is because he has said they didn't even talk about his business dealings, which is an absolute life, lie. It's and we know proven. that from the, from the emails proven now. Proven multiple times. They, that, that's just it's a, a lie. complete lie. Yeah. Your Department of Justice, how will that impact your presidency? First of all, my son's done nothing wrong. No, stop, stop, stop. I trust him. Look, there are a lot of things you can say. Mm-hmm. As a father, I can understand not wanting to destroy your kid on, in a public sure. interview. I get it. I like if my if if that was happening to me, I'm sure I would come up with some magical but way. But not. My son's done nothing wrong. The man is on film. Yeah, doing, right, doing things drugs wrong. Off of prostitutes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. Not only that, but we know about the drug. I mean, the the gun. Charge the as gun well. charge the, uh, the how about just the racist texts yeah you know the tons yes. of racist texts I will also note that he wound up hooking up with his dead brother's wife and right. then cheated on her no, that with was a not wrong, stripper though, I guess that's not wrong impregnated the stripper that, that's not wrong gave you a grandchild that you're now abandoning. Tried to claim that he wasn't the father yep. and had no responsibility toward the two of them. Yep. Lied until it was proven I guess by DNA wrong. science. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and nothing. he's done nothing wrong. I mean, that is... Uh, it's ludicrous. Like, you could say, look, my son's had tons of problems. They're well documented. He wrote a book about it. Yes. He's trying to, to do his best and I'm rooting yes. for him. But, of course, his whatever legal trouble he may wind up bumping into has nothing to do with our presidency. And I think the American people will look at the situation and judge us by what we've done in office. Right? Like, that's a mm-hmm. generic boilerplate mm-hmm. answer that any human being should be able to come up with on the fly. And mm-hmm. his is, I, he's done nothing wrong. What are you, insane? He, he's on video doing things wrong over and over and over and over again. How can you say he's done nothing wrong? Wow, it's it's like you're pretty judgy. Yeah, that's true. Oh, that's wow, true. I am judging him. <laughs> All right, triple eight seven two seven back. I shouldn't do that. <sighs> well, my Patriot Supply. You know, if you're not as self reliant as you can possibly be, the chances you'll regret it in the near future are pretty high. I mean, I don't know if you look in the news lately. It's not good. It's it's not good. It's important that you're prepared for any kind of disaster that could happen. I'm always of the opinion you should have some emergency food stored, uh, you know, for yourself and for your family for times when crisis could come knocking. And for that, we always talk about My Patriot Supply. They're the nation's largest preparedness company. And right now they're offering a special deal when you buy their three-month emergency food kit, which lasts up to 25 years in storage and will provide you uh, all sorts of things, uh, sustenance for when things get dicey. Each kit that you order, you're going to get a bonus package of crucial survival gear worth over $200 for free. This kit includes breakfast, lunches, dinners, drinks, snacks, provide over 2,000 calories a day, and it's great food. Your whole family will love it. You can get your emergency food and free survival gear worth over $200 by going to MyPatriotSupply.com. Check it out now. Be prepared. It's MyPatriotSupply.com. This is the Glenn Beck Program. And welcome. Uh, it is Pat and Stu. 
for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program. Hopefully, uh, Glenn will return uh, tomorrow. Not positive on when he um, uh, returns, but hopefully uh, tomorrow. Meantime, uh, we've got uh, a Washington Post uh, Kaiser Family Foundation, Foundation. Yep. poll that uh, that finds, well, according to the Washington Post, most Americans support anti-trans policies. Uh, of course, that's the Washington Post spin on the issue. Um, I call them uh, pro-children and pro-women policies that most Americans support. Most Americans don't believe it's even possible <clears throat> to be a gender that differ- differs from that assigned at birth. 57% of adults said a person's gender is determined from the start, with 43% saying it can differ. That's only 57-43. I mean, while it's most Americans, that's still not probably where it should be. Yeah, I, I no. got to say, I'm not overwhelmed with that number no like it, yes obviously people i mean and to me that just seems completely obvious that of course the majority of people agree that men are men or women and women you know <laughs> and you find that out when you're bored like uh-huh. that seems to be it's the been the truth forever yeah and now that it's a 57 43 yeah, issue that's not exactly a uh, good uh, outcome in a poll no but it's better than I guess maybe I would expect from the media coverage, who who treat it as if it's blatantly obvious that gender affirming care, which is the opposite of what it means, is the only way to go. Mm-hmm. It's the only thing you can do. Mm-hmm. You have to affirm that they want to be the other gender than they are. Of course, affirm it. What else would you do but affirm? <laughs> it's it's insanity. Now, as far as sports are concerned, uh, there's more agreement on that. More more than six in ten adults. So 60 percent in this poll said trans girls and women should not be allowed to compete in girls and women's sports, including professional college, high school and youth levels. So 60 percent say, "Mm, you know, let let women compete against actual women. So biological women compete only against biological women. Hmm. And then maybe you can create a trans category if you want to compete in sports. Um, seven in ten adults, seventy percent, said they oppose allowing children aged ten to fourteen get access to medication that stops their body from going through puberty. So seventy percent say, yeah, puberty blockers, eh, probably not a good thing. That should be a little bit higher too. Seventy yeah. percent. It's you know, maybe better than you'd expect by listening to the media coverage, yeah, but not but. good enough for a civilization. The Glenn Beck Program. Let's be blunt. Sweating is embarrassing. I'm not a fan of it. Uh, of course, we know Jeffy, so we know what sweating is. Uh, just constant flop sweat. And of course, we live in Dallas, which means that for eight months of the year, it's like living in a volcano, a very humid volcano. Uh, so are you going to have to just accept that you're going to sweat all the time? No. Sweat block wipes at night, uh, and you don't have to worry about it during the day. Uh, it's, you know, look, sweating can be embarrassing. It can be uncomfortable. I know Jeffy, Jeffy uses these things, right? Doesn't he? Mm-hmm. Pat? Yeah. He does. And he yeah, really he loves them. Yeah. Um, you know, and believe me, we've seen Jeff, we've known Jeffy for a long time. I met him when he lived in Florida, and he was just a ball of sweat, a giant ball of sweat. And now he's not, which yeah. is incredible. I mean, I would have never <laughs> thought there was a product on the market that could have solved that problem, I will tell you. And he'll, he'll just sit there. 
and sweat like oh, a yeah. pig. Oh, yeah. On TV, on uh, yeah. camera. It's amazing. Uh-huh. Uh, sweat Block. Let me tell you about where to get it. Uh, sweat Block, of course, is 20% off right now with the Sweatback wipes at sweatblock.com. Use the promo code BECK. Or you can even get these magical sweat black uh, sweat block wipes on Amazon. It's sweatblock.com. The promo code is back at 20% off right now at sweatblock.com. And Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program. 888-727-BECK. Uh, we're going to get into uh, neo-Nazis. And apparently this shooter from uh, the Allen Premium Outlet Mall uh, shooting the other day was a neo-Nazi. A Latino neo-Nazi who also play, uh, praised the trans mass murderer. Uh, tell you about that. Coming up in one minute. Well... Let's talk about uh, Goldline. Hey, how's that dollar doing today? Huh? <laughs> right? Goldline has a special this week to prepare for what I like to call the coming debt ceiling carnage. Uh, the carnage is coming. Did you see uh, Janet Yellen? She was talking about how, well, yeah. we, it would cause a constitutional crisis if they, you know, just said, uh, uh, don't worry about Congress. She said, quote, Congress just has to do its job. Congress Secretary Yellen is doing its job by trying to stop the out of control spending that's going to end the dollar that you know very well is true. Oh, these people. Anyway, she said it'll just put us into a tailspin. Hmm. And so it'll work out for you guys, too, that way. Hmm. Goldline's popular one-quarter-ounce Mayflower Gold Rounds are available after being out of stock for almost a month. With every quarter-ounce Gold Mayflower acquired, you're going to receive one brilliant uncirculated Silver Kennedy half-dollar at no extra charge. And with each full tube of 25 gold quarter-ounce Mayflowers acquired, You'll also receive a special unique gift from Goldline. Call now. Find out what it is, how you can protect some of the money that you have. Please consider it. It's right for my family. It might be right for yours. 866-GOLDLINE. 866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. So we got some indications uh, right away, really, that this guy was maybe a neo-Nazi. And I thought, well, he's he's Latino. It, could he really be a neo-Nazi white supremacist? Uh, I don't think it follows that if he's a neo-Nazi, he's a white supremacist necessarily. Although, I guess Nazis tended to be sort of white supremacists. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, obviously, that was pretty central to their ideology, though yeah. not every fascist uh, organization has been white or based on white supremacy. Also, um, I, I just heard, who was it? Oh, it was uh, KJP uh, calling this guy a extreme right winger. That that is not a right wing. It's not no. on the American right wing. Thank you. If you're a Nazi, um, that is not a a right wing ideology. That is a left wing ideology. In Europe, it might be right wing because yeah. you've got communism in, on one side and fascism on the other. That's not the case here. No, I, and that's why I completely reject what they're trying to do here, which is tie the re- American Republican party the conservative movement yep donald trump specifically to this guy or to white supremacy in any way i mean it's it's got nothing to do with what i believe it's got nothing to do with you what you believe no i mean just i mean just centrally like the nazi movement was yes based on white supremacy which is something i completely reject and think is an abhorrent ideology but also it was connected to complete centralized government control which obviously is the antithesis of everything we talk about every day. Yeah. It's the, it's the yeah. exact opposite of what I want out of a government. We I want small government. It's what the left wants. They want more control of your life. They want mm-hmm. the government to control every aspect of every day. But can you argue with any, can any coherent person argue that the, the Nazis were like, you know what? Let every live and let live. You know, just do what you want to do here in Nazi land. That's not how that worked. Not at all. No. In fact, uh, the government that I want would be incapable of doing the things the Nazis did because they wouldn't have the power ne- needed to do it. That's what's, I think, really nice about the conservative movement. You know, we want a, a government that is limited in scope. So therefore, it cannot make moves like the Nazis did. Uh, not even just, of course, obviously, the murderous tendencies of, of a lot of these people, uh, but also just their government policies, which included, by the way, government health care. Uh, mm-hmm. government jobs government cars gun control you, you know government vacations uh massive mm-hmm. environmental policy you want to talk about really one of the first major movements in environmentalism was the nazi party in germany they are the basic creators of many of the tenets of what you know of uh, of the opposition to deforestation that we see today they were heavily involved in the environmental movement now again once the war hit they kind of they abandoned a lot of those big uh, statements they they valued the war and taking over the world at a higher level mm-hmm. but they were big time innovators at that time and were praised by people all over the world the same way that it's happening now, they were praised by people all over the world for these for these policies, the government policies, uh, how they how they were moving into a new world, understanding a new economy, uh, similar to the praise you hear about China today. That was the same stuff that was being hit to uh, to Germany back in the day. They were seen as a, a rising star, and until they started, you know, attacking everybody around them, really nobody questioned it. And honestly, as we know. Even when they got into the Holocaust, there was plenty of denial by mm-hmm. the mainstream media here. Major institutions in the media here. Uh, so th- this is what they're trying to do, I guess, with the shooter, because the shooter, we don't know this. We should point out, we don't have this independently confirmed. What we do have are media reports of <laughs> the social media postings. 
Now, we can't get the Nashville shooter manifesto, but apparently we know everything about this guy that happened more recently in Texas. That's all but out there. And so... What, interesting, isn't it? What there's, Yeah, very interesting. interesting. What they're saying, mm. he was a member of something called the Right Wing Death Squad, which, again, you know, if you're a member of any wing's death squad, you may want to reconsider <laughs> your membership. Yeah, just a, please. It's a patents to safety tip. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if, you, if death squad's in your name, probably not a good thing. But he was... He was a guy who apparently posted photos of, of Nazis in, in complimentary mm-hmm. ways. He said something about how Joseph Mengele was one of his heroes. This is not a good person uh, in, any, in any way, shape, Well, he or was nuts. And, and also nuts. He acknowledged online that there was something wrong with him. And he was right, obviously. And he was kicked out of the military because there was something wrong He was. Wrong um, he served in the U.S. Army, but was removed due to mental health concerns. In 2008. So that gives you a little idea mm-hmm. of what was going on in this guy's head. Yeah. yeah just a, a tad bit of an idea. And this, this happens over and over again. It's, you know, mental health obviously is one of those things that gets tossed around after every mass shooting. And it is really mm-hmm. important to deal with. I do, I tend to believe that <clears throat> even if you were to make real inroads on the mental health thing, you'd still have a tough time stopping mass shootings. Uh, It's just really difficult to stop. And when you have a country that has obviously access to guns, we have a second amendment that guarantees your right to get them in most circumstances. It is really difficult. It's really good. And people are like, well, what about Japan? They don't have mass shootings. Look, if you want to do, if you want to do fantasy football, Sim city, we can all create this fake country that doesn't exist. That has no guns in it. And try to implement these policies from the beginning and see what happens. I mean, you can have North Korea. Probably has very few mass shootings, I'd imagine. Except mm-hmm. from the government. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, all of the worst mass shootings in history are from the from governments. governments. All, mm-hmm. all of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, you, you, sure, maybe. You know, you could do that if you want to lock down a population. You want to take away their rights. Japan isn't North Korea, but they have a different culture. They have higher suicide rates than we do here. Because that's what's in their culture. In Arab nations, what do you see? You don't see maybe as many mass shootings. But what you see are a lot of explosions at Sabaro. Uh, you know, when you, in, in, we've seen more of the um, approach of running a bunch of people over at festivals in, in Europe than you've seen here. We've seen a little bit of that here. We saw a little bit of that here in Texas, potentially, uh, recently, uh, in another terrible incident from this weekend. But like, you know, look, the, obviously guns are part of our, our culture, and it's the type of thing that gets lots of attention. Maybe you try to reverse that. Now, mental health would go, I think, a longer way to prevent suicide, which is a much bigger part of gun violence. It's a much, much more significant issue than mass shootings. Mass shootings are bad. We want to stop them. We'd love to get the number to zero. I think the FBI estimates about 100 people per year die in mass shootings. That's bad. I want it to be zero. Mm -hmm. Um, However, uh, in reality, getting a 100 to zero, even if you completely eliminated it, would not be a significant change in the gun violence numbers. We have about 40,000 gun deaths per year. More than half of them are suicides. No one ever talks about that, right? No one ever even mentions it. We all talk about the 100 deaths that happen Mm -hmm. in mass shootings. Perhaps that's a bad focus. Perhaps that's a really terrible way of handling this. And continues. it's funny that the one thing we give attention to is the one thing that is furthered by giving attention to it, right? These mass shooters over and over again are trying to get attention and set records and do all these things to give themselves the glory. And then what do we do? It's the one thing we talk about. 
constantly. And this particular person might might have set records too, had it not been for the heroic cop from uh, the Allen Police Department that thank God ran toward the gunfire, uh, as opposed to what happened in Uvalde. He ran toward the gunfire and put an end to him and his uh, rampage. Which you know, yes, thank heaven for that. Uh, was this is this was this guy a citizen? Because he wrote in his final post that he had been thinking of moving back to Mexico. Which hmm. makes me wonder, was he illegally here? I don't know. I and mean, we know that was the case <clears throat> in another shooting recently here in Texas. Yeah, with the Cleveland in shooting. Cleveland, Texas. Where yeah. the illegal alien killed uh, five, a family of five uh, of his next door neighbors. After being deported four or five times. Yeah. yeah. We should point out uh, right. that. And we also have a situation, uh, we, we mentioned uh, the the attack, uh, which we don't know for sure if it was a uh, attack or if it was um, uh, just a, a terrible mistake of some sort. So the, this this mm. car that mm-hmm. bowled through, I don't know if you, there was video of this, it's, it's horrific, of, of a car, or it's actually an SUV, kind of just careening through a bunch of people sitting on the sidewalk. And I mean... It, it's just like body parts go everywhere. I mean, it's like this guy at full speed mm-hmm. blows through and just and hits these people. I guess he blew a red light. The question was, is it just some terrible, terrible accident of some sort? Was it a drunk driving incident or was it someone who wanted to, wanted to kill these people for whatever reason? Yeah, because the article I, I just read this morning said that he lost control after running a red light. Yeah. And then uh, the car rolled, right? The SUV rolled over. Yeah, well, it rolled over as he was hitting. As he was hitting. Yeah, he basically hit the mm. curb and that made it roll over. Okay. Um, I mean, it is a horrific. So, but we don't know for a fact he did it on purpose. They just, no. they kind of suspect. They suspect it. Now, it may very well be. I think be, he's been uncooperative. Yes, which makes you think yeah. it wasn't like, yeah. you know, a mistake. And could have been, a drunk driving would, you know, you could, could also explain it. But it does seem like, I don't know, to me, it seems like it may have been intentional. We don't know why, though. We don't have any... Um, any reason to understand, you know, it, w- it was a similar motivation as what it seems like it was in Allen. But like, so let's step back from this for a second. How do you stop these things? How do you stop gun violence? How do you lower gun violence? They're going to say, take away the guns. So mm-hmm. let's say you stopped new purchases of, of AR-15s. Okay, that's one of the things they want to do. Now, mm-hmm. we've already done this back in 1994 to 2004. The government's own study said it did nothing for gun violence rates. It What it did do is have people buy less, fewer AR-15s but more other weapons. So actually, the at the end of the day, at the end of the 10 years, mm-hmm. more guns were on the streets than before. More people, there were more guns purchased, more guns in ownership than before. So likely we'd see the same thing. So some idea of going from 400 million guns that we currently have on the streets to, let's say, 420 million guns, unlikely to reduce gun violence because there's fewer guns on the streets. Well, it wouldn't because the the Democratic battle cry is more guns, more killings. Right. <laughs> So, so obviously there'd be more killings well, if they get rid of some of these guns. Yeah. I mean, you and Pat are aware <laughs> of people who have purchased AR-15s. Not personally like yourself, but you know people who have I, done I it. do know people who've done that. And those guns are a couple grand, right? Uh, yes. A couple thousand dollars? When I, when I, now, when that I was heard years about, ago. I heard about a person who bought it at the be- at the wrong time mm-hmm. and it was a, a an $1800 purchase $1800 for that now, particular weapon I, I don't know I'm <clears throat> I, you know I I don't know as many people as you do that, mm-hmm. that that happen to have purchased these 
But uh, my that guess person is, also lost it in a massive body of water, though. You didn't know where. Just like that's terrible. Yes, yeah, a lot of people I've noticed have lost their guns in big bodies of water. I don't know how many times we have to say it. There's no reason to bring your guns on a boat like that. You shouldn't need. You to. don't need to bring no, your entire you arsenal. You, you don't want to bring one to. gun just for right. protection? Sure. Because if you tip over do it, and mm-hmm. uh, capsize, mm-hmm. uh, you're going to lose all your all your weapons. <laughs> that's right, and that's not good. So uh, <laughs> that's and that's a terrible, terrible thing. Terrible. You don't, you don't want that to happen. No. Um, so people, if they spent, let's say, two thousand mm-hmm. dollars uh, on a gun ten years ago, my guess is probably more expensive now. Uh, but you can get. How many guns for two thousand dollars? Two thousand dollars, you know, five, six, seven, eight. Uh-huh. I mean, it depends on what you're buying. Obviously, and pretty good guns. Good guns, you know, for two hundred, two twenty, something like that. Many of the biggest buy mass shootings in history did not use AR-15s. They used other guns. So you can buy instead yeah. of having one AR-15, you could have five, six, seven guns. You can buy extended magazines. You can do all the things uh, that that the left hates. But just times five or six or seven. So many unintended consequences when right. when Democrats do stupid things like this. And so uh, it doesn't work at doesn't, all. No. But one thing that might work. Let me just throw this out there. Uh, let's take a let's take a quick break. Yeah, and and we'll come back in sixty seconds. Let me throw this one out there. Uh, now it used to be concepts like the customer is always right shaped the way that we did business. Companies weren't ideologically captured by wokeism and taking care of the customer's needs were more it was more important, frankly, than finding ways to show your leftist credentials. That's a dead world. We don't live there anymore. But every once in a while, if you look in the right place, you can find a company that still wants to do business the American way. Patriot Mobile, America's only Christian conservative wireless provider, op- uh, offers dependable nationwide coverage on all three major networks to get the best possible service in your area but you're not simultaneously helping fund woke propaganda by spending your money with the big mobile companies. When you switch to Patriot Mobile, you choose to support free speech and religious freedom, the sanctity of life, the Second Amendment, and our military veterans at First Responder Heroes. I know they were just, by the way, very active in local elections here in Texas, once again, helping, uh, you know, the non-woke people win in these school board elections, and that's incredibly important. Plus, you just get great service, so why not? Uh, patriotmobile.com slash Beck or call 878-PATRIOT. Get free activation today with the offer code Beck. Ask about their coverage guarantee while you're there. It's patriotmobile.com slash Beck or call 878-PATRIOT. 10 seconds. Station ID. Patents due today for Glenn. Uh, 888-727-BECK. So let's put the gun deaths in three buckets here for a minute. Mass shootings, uh, suicides, and other violence, gang violence, inner city violence that we've, you know, is really common. I see you're skimming over accidents, accidental deaths. <laughs> there are a few accidental accidents. shootings. It's probably more than the mass shooting thing, but also. It probably is. It is, but, you know, again, a small piece of the puzzle. Yeah. So suicides, I think the mental health stuff would really make, could really make a difference there. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, again, these are usually people who don't aren't trying to do harm to anyone. They just feel lost and despondent. Mental health can really help there. And I think we can improve that. And that's part of the mm-hmm. solutions that the conservatives usually talk about. Um, when you talk about actual gun violence, I think just enforcing the laws that we currently have would go a long way. Let me give you a picture of this guy in um, on the, near the border who ran over all these migrants. Here's his rap sheet. Okay. Criminal history includes aggravated, aggravated assault with a deadly weapon, assault against elderly or disabled, assault causing bodily injury to a family member, assault of a public servant, 
burglary of a vehicle, assaulting, uh, 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 excuse me, assault causing bodily injury, criminal mischief, driving while intoxicated, evading arrest detention, interference with public duties, obstruction or retaliation, possession of marijuana, resisting arrest, search or transport, and theft of property. Is that everything? Because I heard it was like 40. There were like there were like 40 items on his rap sheet. There's so many. Yeah, this is this is part of it. This is just yeah. in, what it includes, his criminal history. The Jeez. point here is a person with this profile should not have the ability to run anyone over. Oh, right. Because they're behind bars and their car mm-hmm. is not. Right? Mm-hmm. You can't drive when you're put away for the rest of your life because you've done things like this. And this is the case with many gun crimes where the left says they want gun control, but do they? Because gun control means enforcing the laws after they're passed. We have a lot mm-hmm. of laws that tell you whether you can have a gun or not. And when criminals, particularly in inner cities, get caught violating these laws, Soros-backed based uh, prosecutors come in and they say, ah, it's a mis- misdemeanor, you're free to go. And then they go out and kill people and then they say, wow, this gun violence <laughs> is out of control. If you could, let's say, shave 10% off of the, the murders in that bucket, uh, the gang violence and inner city murder and all, all those terrible things, it would do much more difference than getting the mass shooting number to zero, right? Mm-hmm. It would do much more for our country that would be positive. More people would be alive. And that's a priority of mine. I know that for the left, hmm. when you think of abortion policy, you might think it's not, but they tell me it is a priority. Why wouldn't they care about that? How many times have we heard, if it saves one life? Uh, This would save many more than one. Many more than one. Just keep these people who have violated the law this many times. Get them out of our faces. Stop having them harass us on subways, for example. And maybe the bad things you keep complaining about wouldn't happen so much. The Glenn Beck Program. Well, it is the final week for GenuCell's Mother's Day sale. Now, honestly, you could get work done on your face to look younger, but why would you do that if you don't have to? Because with GenuCell, you don't. Here's a review from GenuCell customer Claire. She says, I absolutely love GenuCell. My skin feels so good, tighter, younger, with a more even tone. And I use it only for a week. My advice for everyone, take a before picture. You know, talk about a great uh, Mother's Day gift is the best skincare. You know, people don't focus on this enough. A lot of times they might not pull the trigger because they think, I don't know. I don't know what the best one is. Well, you do. It's GenuCell. And right now, GenuCell.com slash Beck, you can go there, save 70% off GenuCell's most popular package during their Mother's Day sale, featuring their ultra retinol and dark spot corrector. Don't wait. Go to GenuCell.com slash Beck. You can get a complimentary spa essentials box with every package order. And I'm not going to say you should do this, but you could always get the free gift and then give that to some other mom. Divide it up. No, I mean, don't do that. That's wrong. It's Mother's Day. You're supposed to be nice. For, uh, get a free upgrade to priority shipping and delivery by Mother's Day. Go to GenuCell.com slash Beck. GenuCell.com slash Beck. It's G-E-N-U-C-E-L dot com slash Beck. Glenn Beck, Stuper Gear. Steve Dace, Chad Prather, and me, Pat Gray. Listen to all your favorite conservative, conservative voices at BlazeTV.com. Promo code Glenn. Pat and Stu on the Glenn Beck program. You know, I'm getting tired of 
these right-wing kooks and their conspiracy theories. Thank you for Aren't saying you? this. Yeah, Thank I, you. I think it has to be said now. It really does. Yeah. With this gas stove thing. <laughs> yeah, it's so ridiculous. They're making things up out of thin air. No one's opposed to gas stoves. Nobody is coming after your gas stove. Please. I mean, listen to these commentators telling you about you it. You might think that the U.S. government is coming for your gas stove. Uh-huh. That is a new and absolutely ridiculous one. Absolutely Fox ridiculous. News and Republicans are up in arms because they say the government is coming to take <laughs> your stoves. What huh. Republicans are saying is... Damn it, they're going to take your gas stove. GOP has been stoking a ridiculous new freakout about gas stoves. No one is taking your gas stove. The right-wing freakout over the use of gas stoves is mm-hmm. merely the latest in a long series of made-up culture made war up. battles designed to enrage and rile up their right-wing and paranoid base. Republicans exactly. are prone to conspiracy theories, whether it's, you know, the kooky, like... JFK Jr. is coming back from the dead to run with Trump or um, the sort of duplicitous like mm-hmm. this administration's coming to take away your gas stoves. The Republicans have turned a government warning about your health into a lie about Democrats trying to take Liars. your stoves. You get some bureaucrat saying something that has no power and then uh-huh. suddenly and then suddenly you have Ron DeSantis. So I'm going to protect your gas. Everybody's going to be talking about gas stoves, gas. It's so stupid. <laughs> New York City is moving to snuff out gas stoves. New York becoming the first state to ban wait, natural wait, gas and other fossil fuels in most new buildings, including uh-huh. gas stoves. The new huh, law requires wait, all electric weird. heating and cooking in new buildings shorter than seven stories by 2026. Governor Kathy Hochul and the Democratic-controlled state legislature approved a bill on Tuesday prohibiting the use of fossil fuels for heating and cooking. Wait. The law is the first statewide <laughs> ban in the nation and goes into effect in 2026 for building under seven stories uh, like a house would be is that under seven? under seven stories now, my normally. house is my house is eight but you know a lot of, some people have seven story houses or smaller even uh, some, some people only have five stories in their house yeah yeah people, i've heard that yeah. i haven't obviously seen one but right. i've heard that <laughs> <laughs> this is incredible and i the oh, speed man. of this i think is what's most amazing like it used to be, mm-hmm. I remember listening to Rush Limbaugh in like the, you know, I don't know, mid 90s. And he was talking about how he thought that, you know, you mark my words, they're going to come after your SUVs. They're going to start saying global warming yeah. is this thing and they're going to try right. to change your cars and get rid of the combustion he was doing engine. That in the early 90s. And I remember listening to that thinking, Come on. Like, I know. I, what are they? We're going to take cars away from Americans? Like, it just didn't mm-hmm. seem possible. And again, I was young and naive at the time, you know, mm-hmm. I, you know to be clear. Uh, he was obviously very right on that. And, you know, but that took time. You know, I mean, I, yeah. electric cars, yeah. you know, we didn't really start seeing massive government subsidies for electric cars for decades. I mean, this montage came from what? Maybe two weeks ago, three weeks ago? A month at the most. Yeah. And then a and month now later. already, New York happening. has banned them. Yeah. In new buildings. This is something the left likes to do. You know, they like, there was a, there was something I was reading recently, and it's related to the concept of, of stray voltage. Do you remember this from the Obama era? Um, it was a, a concept that they used internally to try to introduce into the public conversation ideas that were thought to be crazy. Mm-hmm. Right. You, you're never going to get some, no one's going to even the left would reject us if we did this. And the con, the way they did it 
was to float completely ridiculous things that were way outside the Overton window, right? Way outside the conversation, the back and forth. We're talking about electric cars. Oh, well, we want gas power cars, blah, blah. That's normal. Gas stoves, like no one was even talking about that. And, you know, if you think about gas stoves to, to get, to sort of, you know, I don't know, boil down the preconceptions a month or two ago, you'd think of people who want gas stoves typically, I would say typically they were on the left, right? People who were foodies, you know, who really cared about what kind of, you know, way you were heating your food. Now, if you love to cook, you probably prefer gas, but like that was kind of the, it was part of the food culture, the foodie culture. A lot mm-hmm. of that is left wing, not exclusively, but a lot of it is. And those are the people who are typically talking about high end kitchens who want this specific way to, to heat, you know, to heat your food. You know, I don't know. The average American is, you know, making some spaghetti on a pot. They don't care if it's electric or not. Right. Just so it heats up. Just so it boils it the water. Right. So I don't think, I think if, if anything, if there was a lean there, you'd think maybe it was even to the left. So what the concept of stray voltage was and, and these associated ideas is to take an idea that's way out of the conversation and intentionally re- introduce it in an extreme way that will make everyone go crazy, mm-hmm. right? So you intentionally say the left might be banning gas stoves way past what anyone would, would say is normal. Mm-hmm. And what's the response to that? And this is the key part. Conservatives, like us, say, what the hell? The, we told you these people were crazy. They want to ban gas stoves. And we go nuts. And we say, look what the president's going to do. Look what the left is going to do. We raise our voices. We throw our arms up. Mm-hmm. We do all those things. And then the left, who would normally maybe say, wait a minute, I'm not getting rid of my gas stove. I love my gas stove. They see the reaction from the right. And automatically take the opposite side of it. And that moves what was a 90-10 issue in favor of gas stoves into your typical political issue where it's 50-50 roughly. So they take something that's way out of the mainstream and turn it into a 50-50 issue, Mm. which is half of the work they need to do. And they get it all done at once by just intentionally taking the hit of looking crazy for a couple days. And in that period... They just say it's a conspiracy theory. What are you talking about? It's a conspiracy theory. So everyone on their side lines up and say, well, you know what? Actually, just so you know, I mean, gas stoves are a real problem. There was this one study one time that's obviously terribly designed and don't look at it very closely, but it said that it was bad. They did the same thing with partial birth abortion. Uh, there was It was mm. outrageous. That never happens. Yeah. That, that, yeah. that doesn't happen. Stop it. Mm-hmm. And then the right started saying, well, yeah, it does happen. And once is too much. Can we can we stop? Can we agree that when you're one inch from the from the birth canal, you're a baby, but when you're one inch out, you're you you are, and then you're not when you're inside the birth canal. Right. I mean, <laughs> seems like a basic request. Uh, yeah. And we said it loudly and passionately, like we probably mm-hmm. should, right? Like that's. And a, then w- Democrats just switched, and they're like, "Oh yeah, we'll you should always be able to have an abortion whenever you want." Yeah. And I you know I. It's a real thing that I think the conservatives have to deal with because obviously it is it is appropriate. Complete. I mean, drag queen story hours. Another example of this. Yes. I mean, no one was yes. talking about drag queens to kids. Nobody. Five years ago. Nope. And all of a sudden, it became and nobody this was issue. talking about drag queens. Yeah. Five years ago. No. In did, fact, uh, drag we queens ever existed. Care? Yep. They were out there. They were doing their thing. They and we were, didn't talk about they it. They were in a clubs designed for adults, and no one cared. No one opposed it. I mean, you know, you might not go engage in it. It might not be your thing. 
Mm-hmm. But like, honestly, have you ever heard a conservative say, you know what I'm really opposed to? A drag queen in a bar for 21 and older. <laughs> no, no. I have not heard I, that. I have not heard word one of opposition to that. And yet it's, it's so far afield now that numerous actors, musicians, and comedians just participated in, a, uh, in an online telethon called Drag Isn't Dangerous with actress uh, Charlize Theron, who went so far as to say it's really in all seriousness. There are so many things hurting and really killing our kids, and we all know what I'm talking about, and it ain't no drag queen. Because if you've ever seen a drag queen lip sync for her life, it only makes you happier. It only makes you love more. It makes you a better person. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's how far it's gone the other direction. Not only is drag is our drag shows not harmful to anybody, but they're actually good for you. And, and I'd like to leave Charlize Theron out of this because I'm morally I know, I'm uh, opposed to <laughs> criticizing the star of Atomic Blonde. Uh, but what I will say is that you know I think another example of this is transgender children, right? Like there even and we we ran up we talked about a poll earlier. We're still most of the left opposes these surgeries and 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 um mm-hmm. treatments quote unquote. i think for surgery it was 70 percent. 70 percent. so of, of the left to it's probably a 50 50 issue honestly probably. at this point yeah. but still that used to be a 90 10 issue the 95 5 issue of course you don't at carve least up children for because mm-hmm. they think they're the other gender what the hell are you talking about that's what that was forever and then mm-hmm. they leaked into it wasn't they didn't go for a little bit they went for all of it they went for Every little bit of it. We're going to go after kids and we're going to transition kids at five years old. And of course, what do we do? Rightly, we stand up and say, absolutely not. No, mm-hmm. that's crazy. You're trying to screw with our kids. We're going to protect our kids. And then what happens on the left? They go from people who probably would would have agreed at one point, uh, but then they oppose us, right? Because we're saying one thing, they have to take the opposite side. And that pulls this agenda from a 5 to 95 issue to a 30 to 70 issue in weeks, in months. That's exactly right. It's, it, I mean, it really is. And I don't know exactly how to disarm it yet, honestly. I mean, we have to keep fighting. We don't just ignore these things. What are the numbers on keeping uh, sexually explicit materials, books or magazines or whatever, out of the hands of four, five, six, and seven-year-olds in schools? <laughs> what, what do you think... The polling on that was a short while ago. It had to be 98 had to two. be. And now what is it? You've got people saying, yeah, they're banning books. They're burning books. No, we're yeah. keeping books out of the hands of children. You can still get the book anytime you want. Go get the yeah. book. In fact, even at, at a store or a library, and honestly, wherever adults are, are buying things, yeah. that's where you can find it. Because you point out, uh, adults are the one buying them. Kids can actually still even get them. I mean, we're not even saying mm-hmm. they can't get them. We're just saying the parent has to actually buy them for them, not the school. <laughs> right. Like that is, again, right. I don't agree that parents should buy these books for kids, but they could. I don't, I don't think that they would, anyone they would be able to stop them. They could. So this is a massive, massive problem right now with our discourse. And it's the way the left moves the ball constantly on these social they're issues. They're good at it. They, I mean, they've thought this out well, and they predict, they can predict what we're going to do. And I'm not willing to change what I'm going to do. I'm not going to sit here and go, oh, well, I'm going to ignore it because that'll get back at them. No, I'm not going to ignore it. We have to draw lines. 
Mm-hmm. And I do think that there, you know, some of these issues have been more, uh, you know, more stingy to move. I mean, difficult, right? Like, mm-hmm. it, like they, they're trying to move this on like, you know, uh, women sports and, and men playing and they're saying they're trans. And it's like American people like largely have said no to that so far. So far. So yeah, far. they have. Um, and that might be because there was such a movement to protect women. And there rightly should be. Yep. Yeah. And you guys passed Title IX 50 years ago yep. for a reason, to protect women sports. And so a, what happened to that? And a large contingency of the people who care about that are still in the Democratic Party. I mean, I think yeah. p- that's partially what you're seeing with the big poll numbers for RFK Jr., like he represents, a, in some ways, an older school Democrat, mm-hmm. right? A person who would be opposed to the Ukraine war, right? Like that's yeah. that's what the Democrats would always say. Like right. it would always be like, oh, we're the ones worried about communism and Russia, and and you know that's why we're on Ukraine's side. And then they would be now like, they're hawks. Yeah, now they've just changed to hawks, and and all of a sudden they're skeptical of Russia and all these things they never were. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people still left in the Democratic Party who are like, wait a minute, I don't want war. I don't, I don't want to be funding a war. What, what, what party is this? And they're seeing what Biden's doing and running from it to really anyone who will oppose it. And RFK Jr. is the only one there. You know, he's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> of course, he's also got the Kennedy name, which helps. Triple eight seven two seven. Beck, more coming up. I don't know about you, but I tend to think that I can immediately tell quality work when I see it. You know, you think about buying and selling houses. What does it take to become a real estate agent these days? You know, you got to pass a test. They slap a credential on you. Well, you need more than that. And that's why realestateagentsitrust.com exists. They screen these agents in advance. Your biggest purchase is on the line, a life-changing purchase, perhaps, or a sale. And you're going with someone you clicked on on the internet? Well, if you clicked on on a realestateagentsitrust.com, that's going to work for you. Not just some crazy ad. I'm talking about a place where they go and they take a long time sorting through real estate agents for performance, uh, for personality, for everything. Can you trust somebody uh, who is a real estate agent? Well, you can find the person you can trust at realestateagentsitrust.com. The name kind of says it all. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Go there now, whether you're buying or selling. Realestateagentsitrust.com. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Welcome back. It's Pat and Stu for Glenn. We hope he's back tomorrow. I want to tell you to make sure you subscribe over at youtube.com slash Stu Does America. Do a show, of course, every night, 8 p.m. Eastern. If you happen to have a show, a network that canceled your favorite 8 p.m. Eastern show and you're looking for something to watch at 8 p.m. Eastern, Mm. make it Mm -hmm. Stu Does America. We would appreciate that, of course. Good idea. Uh, It is available on Blaze TV, blazetv.com slash Glenn. Also, in just a few minutes, I'm going to be on the podcast with Megan Kelly. She is Mm -hmm. a big podcast. I think it's the number two podcast uh, in in all of news right now. And uh, I'm going to be, I mean, obviously it was in in anticipation of my my appearance today, which is why it's so high. I'm pretty sure. They've been anticipating it for like a year or two. Yeah. Yeah. Look, I've been on a couple of times, so I'm really, it's really, (laughs) I am actually the number two podcast. That's the way I look at it. But anyway, I'll be on with Megan here in just a little bit, talking about the news of the day as well. Uh, Mm -hmm. Make sure to check uh, that out. If you listen to uh, her podcast, which you should. If I may just say, young man, there's a place you can go. Mm Mm-hmm. I said, 
young man, mm-hmm. when you're short on your dough, <laughs> you can stay there, and I'm sure you will find many ways to have a good time. <laughs> it's, what yeah. I'm talking about, Stu, is it's fun to stay at the YMCA. I will say, I, until you said the words like that, I didn't realize mm-hmm. how creepy the song actually is. <laughs> it's it is kind of creepy. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, but a fun little incident at the YMCA. An Ohio man was just charged earlier this year for exposing himself to multiple women in one instance with uh, little girls pre- pleasant or present. Mm. Uh, however, he was let go by the judge with no penalty, no consequences, no jail time, no fine. Uh, because when he exposed himself, he's so fat... That you couldn't see his genitalia clearly. <laughs> oh, okay. So yeah. Wow. If I, you're really super fat, I guess it's okay. Hey, honey, I'm not going to jail. Really? Yeah. Yeah, because I was so fat. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you feel good about that at the, the end of that program. No.